You know what it's time for. Now it's time for Craig Bishop and the Council Roundup. Oh, I've been waiting for this. The Council Roundup on WMAY. With Sheriff Greg Bishop. <laughs> With Sheriff Greg. Pew, 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 what do you got? Pew. What do you got this week? How many people weren't there this week? Was it was, it? it was, it was dead. Really? It was like there was nobody in the chamber. Oh, that's wonderful. Um, Just the mayor? Well, uh, the, Alderman Redpath, right. the mayor, and Alderman McMiniman. Oh. Also, you had various uh, directors like uh, Nate Bottom. Uh, you had the fire chief there. All right. Those are just some of the voices that I heard physically. Uh, this, I hope that this was the first time they did this whole kind of, you know, the majority of them are remote. Um, and as far as getting the audio out to the public, those who were remote, we can't really hear them that well. Uh-oh. It's not broadcast quality. Oh, no. It's not broadcast quality. It's that bad? It's, yeah. I mean, it's just like, you know, the microphone sounds like it's 10 feet well, away from a speaker or somebody's can't, talking. Uh, then we can't, uh, we can't have this then. Yeah. I mean, in one way. I'm, that I'm they, sorry. They're going to have to come in. The one, <laughs> one way they're going to, uh, they could possibly fix this. And this is just something that the clerks, if they're listening or if anybody knows them, just to let them know. Maybe um, get one of the alderman's microphones to get close to a computer, like right up to the speaker that has them remotely chiming in. Because uh, they're obviously being, you know, they're, they're being heard by others in the room, but it's not being picked up by the microphone. So well, we just consider that. Smarter. All right. Just consider that. And the mayor makes note of, you know, this is this is a, a, a new world we're in. Here's uh, Mayor Jim Lake. First attempt to have a city council meeting with individuals uh, remote, which we appreciate. Because, of course, you know, got this pandemic going on and don't want to have uh, spread. And you've got a couple of older persons that uh, have been around somebody who's confirmed to have COVID-19. So they're kind of, uh, in a way, uh, quarantining themselves. Um, oh, have a suspicion boy. that they may have it. So uh, the mayor continues. There'll probably be some delay. So we will, uh, if you hopefully have patience with this process, but we'll okay. perfect it as we go along. Understood. Yeah. Hopefully yeah. they take some of those recommendations of getting a microphone, just put it up to a computer monitor. Well, we can't have and, it sounding horrible. Well, I mean, they need to be able to conduct their business and they were able to conduct their business last night. And one of the things that they conducted during an emergency meeting was to give the mayor certain emergency powers. Here's Mayor Langfelder. And the one we used was the template of IML, but we took out some of the language uh, with regards to that. Yeah, uh, if you recall, last week, um, he put this up for first reading, um, you know, emergency consideration. Alder persons were like, let's go ahead and have this special emergency meeting this week. So they uh, scheduled that. The ordinance would have uh, given the mayor the ability to declare an emergency in times of, you know, disaster like a tornado or bioterrorism or a pandemic or whatever it may be. And uh, it would have also given the mayor the ability separately to uh, institute a curfew Mm. to prohibit the sale of gas, to prohibit the sale of firearms and ammo, to prohibit the sale of liquor. 
Uh, and there were a few other things all spelled out in the ordinance. Well, people didn't like that too much, uh, including uh, several aldermen who we talked with uh, that, uh, you know, they wanted to change this. Well, indeed, they did change it. Uh, here's Corporation Counsel Jim Zirkel laying out what the ordinance now entails. It kind of uh, sets up the process for in the event that a state of emergency uh, would ever have to uh, uh, be declared. And in the template uh, that was presented, it listed various items, uh, including uh, such things as relating to liquor stores, relating to items uh, relating to gasoline or the sale or distribution of uh, firearms and so on, various other items. These various references from the original template are being removed by the uh, proposed amendment that Mayor Langfelder has asked for and then also uh, imposes a spending limit of up to $250,000 for any specific uh, item that might be required as a result or, uh, uh, of uh, dealing with that particular uh, state of emergency. By the way, I like how um, Corporation Council Circle there said that uh, the amendment's what the mayor wanted. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I don't I think Smalderman wanted the amendment. Uh, what the mayor wanted was what he proposed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right? I mean, if he didn't want those powers originally, they would have proposed it. You know, you could say it's a template from the IML, but I mean, let's be honest here. It's the alderman who uh, wanted to change oh things, God. so that's why we have the <laughs> Zirkle can make anything sound boring. Uh, here's Alderman Donnellan, who's remote, and you'll really pick. I've, I've boosted the audio here, mm -hmm. but even uh, cranking it up, it's just, uh, you're going to know that it's, uh, it's not broadcast quality. Oh, for heaven's oh, for heaven's and, uh, sake. Yeah, you can't even understand. I mean, that, for having he is too. Jim Donlin is too smart a guy to think that that is acceptable. I mean, that sounds horrible. Everybody heard him inside the chamber, but when it comes to the audio going no, out to the public, that's a joke. Yeah. Uh, here is uh, Alderman Redpath, who we can hear. All right, and Donlin asked about you know this this measure of uh, two hundred and fifty thousand dollars of emergency spending that the mayor can do. Uh, the amendment that's also being pushed now um, uh, that ultimately passed uh, would limit that to $100,000. Here's Alderman Redpath. And I'm going to make a motion that we reduce the, the amount of the $250,000 to $100,000 and add on to the end of uh, Section D3 that uh, upon, upon the spending of the $100,000, that the mayor needs to report to the city council within 24 hours. That's my amendment. So uh, you've got an amendment to take out the language about um, uh, limiting gun, gas, and liquor sales, uh, and also an amendment to change the spending cap from uh, 250 to 100,000. So uh, moving on, here's the mayor kind of reacting. Ordinary to times, uh, there were mayors that had a hundred thousand dollar limit, and that's where we thought it would be appropriate to raise that because we're in extraordinary times. Right. Uh, I mean, right now the limits, you know, like twenty five thousand dollars or something like that. The mayor can spend without an emergency. Uh, we'll come back to this and uh, hear more um, about the uh, amendments are about really uh, the emergency are we really ordinance. Hear more. Yes. Okay. Yes. Uh, we'll also hear about how the, the mayor does plan on uh, announcing an um, uh, emergency declaration today. Oh. Will it include that curfew that's still allowed in the ordinance they're crafting last night? All right. So we had uh, a special city council meeting last night and also the committee of the whole. 
Uh, I'm not really even going to get to the committee at all, quite honestly, because uh, nothing against any of the older people who took part in last night's meeting remotely, right? They seem to be able to conduct business just fine amongst themselves. It's the audio that is really causing the problem as to why we're not going to necessarily delve it's into the committee at all. Well, it's not embarrassing. It's just, you know, we've all got to get through this together. Uh, so hopefully people, you know, take take note. Um, those who are remote can't necessarily hear them that great, at least mm -hmm. portraying what happened in well, last night's meeting. We've all got to get through it together, yeah. but there's only so many of us that are trying to base a radio show around audio that we can't hear. Well, and, and we, of course, have done our um, best mm -hmm. to do that, but uh, the reason we won't necessarily unpack a lot of the Committee of the Whole is um, Alderwoman it. Conley was the chair, and she was remote, and you just can't really hear much yeah. of what's going on. Even the clerk, Frank Lesko, is remote. And oh hearing him rattle off the ordinances, <laughs> it sounds like um, uh, it sounds like the parents on peanuts. Oh, how you, I mean, how do you make it worse? Put yeah. him on remote. <laughs> Stop oh. it! Come on. Uh, all right. So back to this uh, emergency ordinance. There were a couple of uh, amendments that were proposed. Um, one of them uh, would, of course, strip out the uh, prohibition of selling guns, liquor, or uh, gas, uh, but it would still keep in the curfew. We'll hear about that in a little bit here. Uh, but there was another amendment that would have um, uh, capped the spending at uh, 100000 instead of 250000 and that would be emergency spending. So the mayor could spend up to $100,000 mm -hmm. uh, without getting city approval. Uh, but the mayor says, you know, ultimately he doesn't foresee that happening uh, because, I mean, when the feds declared an emergency – uh, that opened up resources for the states to access. The state declaring emergency opened up the uh, resources to be accessed by the locals. Uh, so really, the emergency declaration seems more of kind of just a formality than anything. In case of an emergency situation, um, if we need to act for some particular reason, that's why we thought it'd be prudent to have that amount. Right. So that uh, that amount of two fifty, he thought it was prudent, but aldermen think that one hundred thousand is more than enough. I wouldn't think so, but I wouldn't think we'd be in the position we're in uh, with today's time. So really it's a matter of uh, being able to uh, be flexible in these ever-changing environment. All right. Mm. Alderwoman Turner could somewhat hear what she had to say here, and it's a good question about the elements in the emergency ordinance that the mayor still will have the power to do, and that's to issue a curfew. Supersize that, please. Yes, we'd uh, try to notify uh, Alderman as soon as possible. So if the mayor was to do a curfew, he would notify Alderman beforehand. Uh, not even going to play Red Pat's audio. It, um, I mean, or uh, rather, Ann Hour's audio. It sounded like I was uh, in a drive-thru. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's about right. Um, it, while we won't get to the uh, the fine, docile tones of uh, Alderman Hanauer, he did say, listen, we need to make sure that we put certain provisions in this to check the power of the mayor, like not allowing them to spend $250,000 in times of emergency, not against Mayor Langfelder. It's about moving into the future, who's going to be mayor in 10 years, who's going to be mayor in 15 years, and so on. Well, you would hope that people wouldn't elect a... There was a time in this country where we didn't elect, uh, you know, questionable people. Now, I guess... Was there really? Really? Well, no, I guess Is that not. naive? No. no, I guess there wasn't. Right. Uh, Alderman Redpath, uh, he's physically in the chamber. 
Does the mayor have the authority to halt spending of the current budget if he needs to? I mean, can he tell the departments uh, to hold spending up for a certain amount of time, or does that do we have to clarify that in the emergency order? Uh yeah, I think that's kind of like the prerogative of yeah. the mayor in normal times. The, the the city council just simply passes the budget that you can spend up to in categories. Yeah. Uh, so it doesn't really necessarily have to be an emergency declaration for the mayor to say we're not going to spend as much. He can decide to not spend as much on something, right. you know, right. whenever, right? Yeah, here's a corporation council circle with some clarification. Uh, timing of the uh, expenditure would be up to the mayor by way of controlling department spending. In part, he has, uh, through directions to all the directors uh, through OBM, has already put a 5% impoundment, and going forward, that may be subject to adjustment. All right, so they could uh, change that, you know, the whole, we're going to hold off on 5% of spending in this new budget because of the um, COVID crisis and the impact city revenues and the increase in spending elsewhere to deal with this. Uh, the mayor's already implemented a 5% hold on spending, but that could be changed depending on the um, trajectory of what's going on here. Uh, here's the mayor uh, kind of wrapping things up, getting things together to finally pass this emergency ordinance. Everybody wants to be added as a sponsor? Yes. Is that correct? Uh, yes. Thank you very much. All right. So everybody's a sponsor. What do you think? You think it's going to pass? Uh, well, they're all sponsors. <laughs> they got the... So the ordinance passes yeah. as amended, modified, 10 AIs and no dissents. Thank you very much. Right. And Joe McManaman didn't have any problems with it? No. Oh, he, amazing. Uh, everybody signed up as, uh, well, as a co-sponsor and they voted for it. He'd, you knew he'd be there. <laughs> well, of course he was there. just knew it. Uh, again, it was uh, McMiniman, the mayor, and um, Redpath. Everybody else is remote, including the clerk. They're um, the only brave ones. Let's see. What do I got lined up on this one? <laughs> Sorry. All the women. Okay. Sorry, all the women. Turner. <laughs> so we're hearing a little bit of the uh, you know, back and forth, and there's a digital hand-raising button on the program they were using, and mm -hmm. the mayor just didn't know about that, and several other all of them were trying to use the, the digital hand-raising button, and... They just didn't know. It's, it's going to be interesting to hear them try to uh, get through all of this oh, yeah. uh, with this newfangled technology. I'm uh, relying on someone. To, I'm not tech savvy. I'm relying on somebody else to provide that service to me. <laughs> okay. Uh, oh. God forbid you get refreshed up on it. <laughs> Here's some more from last night. Thank you, Mayor I supersize that, please. I want a pie. Yes. If you didn't hear the question, I want a pie. Did you hear the question? No, I could. All I heard was it sounded like I was a drive-through again. Alderwoman Turner asks. This is after they passed this emergency ordinance. Okay. She asks, "Do you plan on issuing an emergency declaration oh. soon?" Oh. Yes, we will do that tomorrow. I would do believe. That's today. Oh. Now here's Corporation uh, Council. Wait, so they asked if he was going to issue an emergency declaration. He said yes. he's going to plan on doing it today. Right. Oh, well, maybe we got some news. Who here's knows? Corporation Council Circle. It would be my uh, recommendation that the mayor uh, basically sign a formal uh, uh, declaration pursuant to this ordinance, and uh, that would be in place until the, if you recall, the duration is till the next council meeting. Then it would be reevaluated whether or not it would go forward. Most likely. 
uh, coinciding with the state. Mm -hmm. So if uh, the, in order to follow the process under the ordinance, then the mayor would sign such a declaration, and that, in effect, would uh, confirm the various actions or many of the actions that have already been taken. Show a little oh, bit of the process. We should call Langfelder, Mayor Langfelder, see if we can get him to, uh, to issue the emergency proclamation on our show. I mean, I know it's a, you know, I know it's a difficult time, but, uh, you know, should at least try to get some ratings. I mean, come on. See if he'll do it on the show. That would be awesome. Although it seems like it's not. He, it's not like he it, it, he doesn't just scream. I declare an emergency. He actually has to sign something. Yeah, it's a, it's uh, a proclamation uh, with a whole bunch of whereas and therefores. Uh, and I don't want to read all that. And so forth. But if he'd like to come on the show and say, I declare an emergency, yeah. I would gladly accept uh, that phone uh, call. Well, I would uh, downplay the significance of declaring an emergency, I think. So, I declare. <laughs> um, you may recommend that. I, I may not recommend uh, moving on, here is more from last night. For that purpose, we knew we were getting reimbursed, but with the changing environment, it was, you know, I think it's everybody uh, is in agreement that it's needed, uh, not only here, but as we move forward in the future. Yeah, uh, for future uh, possible uh, emergencies that may pop up, be it a tornado, bioterrorism, earthquakes, who knows. Uh, I believe this is Alderwoman Turner with another important question about that curfew. Thank you, yes, Oh, wait, no, that's Alderwoman Conley. Uh, Thank you. Yes, Mayor, do you anticipate that you'll be looking for you think she could have stopped showering to be in the... I mean, come on. Stop it. <laughs> it sounds like she's in the shower. The question was, yeah. Mayor, do you think you're going to announce a curfew How did you as get part that? of your... Could you have oh, Play that again. Play that again. Let me see if I can hear it. Yes, Mayor, do you anticipate that you'll be I, how did you get got? Did you hear it? No, I. You still didn't hear it. I congratulate you. That, <laughs> uh, I'm really impressed. I've got it cranked up. I'm probably going to go I deaf after today. I am very impressed with uh, you. Here is the mayor responding to the question from Alderwoman Conley: If he intends to declare a curfew when he makes that emergency declaration today? Not at this time. I think we will uh, follow the state. One thing. So there you go. Follow, follow the state. See what they do. I declare a curfew. So I'd imagine uh, he would declare a curfew if there's like, for instance, um, I, I, I know the declare. I know the governor has been trying to tamp down rumors of so-called yeah. martial law. No, uh, but I, if there was such a declaration to do so, that would probably trigger the mayor to um, institute a curfew of sorts. Mm -hmm. So there you go. That's uh, the first little chunk here uh, of last night's emergency meeting. Coming back, uh, we'll hear from the fire chief, Alan Riney, uh, who is able to you know lay out what they're doing. And um, he was actually there, so it'll sound good. <laughs> he was actually there. So, yeah, thank thankfully, <laughs> the fire by the chief way, by the way, Alderman was Conley, physically in person. Alderman Conley, I'm very sorry we had to interrupt you taking a shower. Oh, stop it. And and Alderman Turner, I'm very sorry that we had to uh, disrupt your working at the drive-thru. Come on. <laughs> the audio. Is... They were doing their jobs. I'm, I'm sure they were, but I'm saying the it's not their fault, but the city has to come up with a better. I mean, this is going to happen again. They've got to come up with a better plan for this. That sounds terrible. So uh, they passed the emergency ordinance giving mm -hmm. the mayor the ability to declare an emergency. It strips the um, prohibition on guns, liquor, and gas. Uh, but it keeps in the curfew. 
The mayor is expected mm. today to announce an emergency, but he is not at this time going to implement a curfew, saying that uh, he's essentially keeping an eye on how the state handles all of this. Mm-hmm. Uh, so on the issue of a curfew, here's how he says this will play out. If indeed he has to declare a curfew. We would uh, make that determination. And of course, I'd consult with uh, Chief Kenny Winslow and get his uh, input on that particular process. So there you go. Uh, hopefully they they have that conversation uh, in person with live microphones instead of um, via, you know, WebEx <laughs> yeah, or whatever. Be a long, if they use this equipment, they can't hear each other. I mean, it sounds like a TV's on in the background. Yeah. Who is that? That's Lesko? Oh, that's... Oh, it's, is that... Who is that? Alderman Gregory. Oh, my God. I, yeah. I can't understand any of that. <laughs> it's so bad, dude. Obviously, it's Doris so Turner sounds like she's working she's at the drive-thru. drive-thru. right. Aaron Conley sounds like she <laughs> was taking shower. a shower. Yeah. Uh, Sean Gregory sounds like he's a TV in the distant background. He, he literally sounds like your loud neighbor <laughs> in an apartment complex right, is right. what he sounds he's like. He's cranking the TV yeah. way too loud. Uh, <sighs> Jim Donlin, I don't know what that was in the very beginning. That, yeah. that was horrible. That's a, that's a sign of the times, man. Unbelievable. Oh, God. And so um, there's all kinds of other things to consider here. Um one thing that uh, Alderman Redpath uh, brought up and I thought was interesting was uh, he's getting called by landlords and landlords are foregoing rent for people that's who very, may be losing their jobs. Way, that's very nice. Oh my gosh, it's incredible. Uh, but here's the thing he's running into. It's the utility bills. Mm-hmm. Now, they have issued a no cutoff yeah. during this time, but that doesn't mean that utility bills aren't going to continue yeah. to rack up. So one thing that uh, uh, Redpath suggested and the mayor said that uh, they'll look at and I'm just going to kind of you know, blow through some of this uh, so we can get to uh, yeah. Alan Wrighty, um, the fire chief, and his updates. But essentially, uh, Red Path is looking at, uh, you know, instead of having just one massive big bill thrown on them at the end of this crisis, there's got to be a way to smooth that out over yeah. time. Uh, and the mayor indicated, you know, they're looking at that instead of having just a massive bill on leveled on these people who are just getting out of this crisis and, you know, maybe they get back to work. Uh, having some kind of payment plan over time. Yeah, so it's and not this big... is what the the advantage of a city who owns their right. own utility Absolutely. can do. So why not look into it? Yeah. We have to level out that payment. If you know an individual cannot make the payment during this difficult time, uh, we're not going to call the bill right after that. You know, So we'll have to work with the individuals in their particular situation. Another issue that uh, Red Path is running into, he's hearing about uh, businesses, restaurants that have a stock of alcohol. That's going to go bad if they are not able to sell it. And they're talking like tens of thousands of dollars in stock. So he's looking to relax things a bit. Uh, What they're running into is that a lot of them have a buildup of alcohol. Um, Some of them have stock that's seven, ten thousand dollars in there and they can't get rid of it. And so how do we do that? How do we uh, alleviate some of those pressures? Relax our, our liquor license to allow if they're selling food out the door, maybe they could sell a six-pack at a time. So, who knows? Maybe that's going to be an option. Man, I don't know. Other cities across the state are doing so. I believe Rockford's one that has already done that. I wish I lived in Rockford. <laughs> they, they're always doing, I mean, they're just always doing cool stuff like that. Well, I mean, they've, they've, they've got uh, their own host of problems as well I, mean, as I know they have. Does. I know they have problems, but they have Cheap Trick and they do stuff like that. That's I mean, funny. come on.
Uh, here's more from last night. What Is do I got? Such a here? thing that we could maybe use auxiliary police officers and. Oh, he's talking about manpower. So, um, for instance, if we have some officers that get sick, mm-hmm. uh, or if we have some officers that get called into the National Guard, same thing for the fire department. Uh, yeah, they, you know, Kenny, uh, Chief Winslow was on the show yesterday. He yeah. mentioned how many police officers are also guardsmen. Yeah. Yeah, that's... Uh... So it's not just for the police, it's also for firefighters. Chief Riney said that uh, he hasn't really given that much consideration. Did you and I apply? Well, no. Oh. The, okay, Red look- Path was looking at more like oh. retired officers and how oh, they can get okay. involved. So Riney said he hasn't necessarily considered the uh, issue of uh, his members becoming um, you know, called into duty for the National Guard. However, it would be the same effect if his members were out because of their sickness mm-hmm. or whatever they may get. So it's the same thing. You know, you're essentially taking somebody away from the manpower issue. Uh, how do you fulfill that uh, that manpower need? Riney says they've got that plan basically laid out for any instance if somebody's not able to come to work. Uh, so that's being put together. I got to tell you, I got a script idea. Auxiliary officers. Well. Uh, you know, yeah. Would it be a, a comedy? Yeah, oh, of course. Okay. Yeah. I mean, if you're gonna like a Reno nine one one type, you're gonna thing? have a fat guy like me join right. an auxiliary anything. Of course, it's gonna be a comedy. And someone like you, I mean, it would be about us becoming auxiliary officers in the t- you know in a time of need, and the madcap hilarity from us being right. auxiliary officers. Now let's get into a uh, fast, uh, quick little moment here. Um, Chief Riney uh, providing the uh, city council with an update on uh, just where we're at in the emergency planning uh, with the county at the helm uh, and uh, Riney on this this emergency operations crew. And he says essentially his, his office has changed. Literally, my office is now at the Sangamon County Department of Public Health. Oh, wow. Uh, it has been a, uh, a very functional group. A multi-jurisdictional group. And he said it's important uh, because of just how moving all of this is. And it's not like it's confined to just one geographic location. It's bigger than really the county, but that's the most logical place to to manage it from because right. it's multi-jurisdictional. It goes outside of the, any city department, and we need the, um, the expertise from... Uh, the physicians that are uh, in the room, that are part of the public health. And one thing Vice President Pence has been saying over and over again is the emergencies need to be executed locally, managed by the state, and supported by the feds. Hmm. Does that make sense? Uh, Barely. (laughs) I mean, there's a lot of pieces there. Ultimately, what it means is the local governments are the ones that are going to be most accountable for all of this. But yet they have to follow. But yet they have to get like some kind of management from a state level yeah. to kind of help make sure, you know, because this issue is bigger than any county or any in any city jurisdiction. So the state has their um, parameters as well. And all of this is to be supported financially and by other means like National Guard or, you know, getting ventilators out and so on. Uh, that's supported by the federal government. So you've got all of these layers but ultimately, it comes down to the locals. So that's ultimately, I mean, that's what Ryan is getting to here is they're making wow. their plans. They've got places and, and, and persons, you know, a, a attacking various problems and issues. Uh, so he continues to talk about, um, you know, it's not going to get easier. But anytime you have this multi-jurisdictional 
process like we do, uh, a unified command structure is more appropriate. Uh, right. So uh, having a unified voice locally is uh, very important. Uh, but he also did say, listen, uh, we're not out of the woods by far. Getting to the point where as this crisis grows, and this isn't, uh, you know, in, in, the, in the fire department, you know, you're trying to stop uh, you're trying to stop the emergency you're trying to stop the fire you're, this is one of those things that we we know we're not going to be able to stop we just hope to slow it down i think that's important hmm. i think that's an important realization yeah everybody needs to let sit in right now all right listen to this we know we're not going to be able to stop we just hope to slow it down and to manage the incident uh when it gets here if it gets worse a week from now or two weeks from now that's what we're doing i mean that's the yeah. whole plan right is we're just trying to slow trying to manage we it. know we can't we're not going to stop people dying from this yeah we can't stop not this gonna, virus but we, right. we're trying we're trying to slow it down that's why social distancing exists right uh so he says the numbers are going to increase as more tests are done but he also said on the tests i keep telling i keep hearing that the the tests are going to rain down and i uh i haven't had any rain yet i haven't seen any of these tests come down it's <laughs> a great line uh, yeah. i'm hopeful that that will happen yeah and we'll see we'll see if that happens but here's the thing a uh, lot of caution about so-called tests uh he said one of uh the conversations he's had recently with somebody who went through a uh, a testing facility, what he thought was a COVID testing facility uh, here locally, and they did a little nasal swab. Now we had one member that went through the uh, testing process through the 6th Street, um, and he thought he had been tested because they stuck a cotton swab up his nose, and and they, uh, they took a sample. And really until um, three or four days later, you found out that, no, they just collected a sample. You didn't get a test yet. That might get tested, but first they test for flu A, and then they test for uh, strep and maybe something else. And then if you meet the criteria, then they set that, that test off. But his cautionary tale was, you know, yesterday he was no notified that it was negative. 12 days after, so it's taking time for these tests, uh, and uh, be cautious of uh, what you might think is a test isn't really a test, or it might take a long time to get that testing information back. So that's your emergency council meeting last night with an update on COVID-19 in Springfield. There you go. Thank you, Greg. That has been the council roundup.